two. One. Barbecue. Three, two, one. Barbecue. Three, two, one. Barbecue. Three, two, one. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Barbecue321's Pitmaster Interviews. Today we're sitting down with Rob and Amy of Rum Runners Barbecue. They're here to share their first-hand experience filming for season 2 of Barbecue USA at the Jimmy Jam Barbecue Slam. We chat about how they started out in the competitive barbecue scene, their cooking tips for the perfect barbecue, and the details on their rub and future plans for sauces and making barbecue competition into a full-time gig. So sit back and let's go with episode seven. Barbecue. Three, two, one. Barbecue. Three, two, one. We are here with Rob and Amy from Rum Runners Barbecue. So happy to see you guys. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having us. Season two of Barbecue USA is about to premiere July 10th on Food Network. And we filmed you all at the Jimmy Jam Barbecue Slam. Yes, so excited. <laughs> I want to hear your experience uh, filming Barbecue USA. Uh, I want to hear about the Jimmy Jam. First, it was just very surreal, very strange to have people there waiting for you to do some kind of filming and to just be like watching your every move and hear every single thing you're saying. We're like, how much can you hear? You know, it was just very different. I mean, we've done some filming before because last season we were in the background with the shed. So it was kind of for me, I was like, oh, where's, where's Brad and Brooke? Because okay. that's, that's why we're being filmed because Brad and Brooke are there. And and so it was like, no, it's for us, you know? And we got to see the behind the scenes then. So we had an idea of what's going to happen when y'all were there. So it's kind of real cool to have cameras around us being mic'd up and did it throw your uh, cook off at all? Or, I mean, was there any difference in the way you did stuff or were you guys old hat? No, I think the only thing is, is that it was, it was just a lot that we had to do. And then some of the filming took a little bit more time. So it took a minute to get used to, but once you got it, you're like, okay, all right. You know, I, I think we kept our timelines pretty good. Didn't really throw me off too much on what I, I was doing. So it, I just kept plugging away, you know, prepping me, getting it ready to go on a pit and all that. So. Nice. And for the Jimmy Jam, they had the steak competition, which we followed. No spoiler alerts, but you had some problems with your steak, which is always great TV drama, but I'm sure it's not good real life drama that you said you wanted. Oh, no, I had zero faith in that steak. Yeah. It was like, this is not even going to be good. <laughs> we had already heard that one off. Yeah, and then is that something that has ever happened to you before with a grill going out on you? No, I think a lot of it had to do with outside temp because it was chilly that night. So I think we were just burning through fuel like crazy. So, and I, everything's wide open on the pit. So we're running as hot as we can. We're running probably close to like 600 degrees mm -hmm. and it just rolled through it on the practice stake and the stake in between for the turning stake. I was like, oh, I have no fire. <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> it was like crisis mode. Got to get through it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, it's a lot of fun to see you guys on the show. Tell me a little bit about Jimmy Jam in general. How many times have you been there? I think we've been there now three years in a row, three or four years in a row, and and we've done fairly good most of the years. And the year before, we I think we walked the stage like three times, mm -hmm. and then we tanked and brisket, and yeah. so we were coming back for revenge. Why do you keep coming back to Jimmy Jam? What's the draw for you guys? They, I mean, they've got a good charity, a good a good reason to be there and raise money, and they've always done well as far as taking care of the team and just made it a really good atmosphere for everybody to be in. Mm -hmm. It's a good festival. And the cause alone, you know, the amount of money they raise to help families is just, it's so cool. 
and to watch yeah. it be able to evolve into what it is today it's gone you know from this little tiny thing to now it's just it's, it's getting it's, bigger yeah it's getting bigger and bigger and they have the steak with it and the people's choice and so it's it's gotten really big and it's drawing even more of a crowd it's really cool just to see the whole thing evolve it's a good competition yeah, they did a nice job with it. Again, you kind of go into some of these smaller quote unquote festivals, but it wasn't small. I mean, it was a good size festival. So let's back up a little bit. Tell me, you know, how did you guys get started in the whole barbecue competition world? So we threw a party one day. We had probably like 50, 60 people over or something like that. It was crazy. The yard was full of cars and everybody was out back partying. And I, I took on our big stick burner that we had. So somebody was sitting there and they called the team up, said, hey, I think we found a fourth team member for you. And then I went and started cooking with this backyard team. And then about a year later, you jumped in and started doing things. And, yeah, we did vending. And, yeah. And then we went pro about two years after that. So that's kind of how it all started. And then getting to know Brad and Brooke and all them from the shed, it just kind of elevated our cooking even more. Yeah, tell me about that. So, so you had been doing it for a while, and then you ran into the shed, or you knew about the shed, or how did that work? I went up to uh, Memphis in May with one of my sponsors, and I helped out and did dishes and kind of hung out with those guys. And the following year, 2018, which is the year they won Memphis in May, we ended up going back with them. And since then, we've been team members for them every year. They're, they're amazing people. They're, they're our family now. That's great. So, yes, yeah. you were at Memphis in May as mm -hmm. Rum Runners? Oh, no. no you were no, helping out with another with team. One of the sponsors, yeah. Oh. Haven't, haven't made it yeah. that far yet. No. That, yeah. that's, a, that's a bucket that's... list at some point, but, you know, we'll, we'll get there, but not quite yeah. yet. <laughs> so what are you guys doing now? Is this a full-time thing? Is it kind of still a weekend thing? Like, where, where are you guys at with it? So this is just a kind of comps come up. I have a full-time job. We own, oh, we own a too. company. Um, and then we have rum runners. So, you know, we have, we run it as a business because we have a, a rub out and we're about to have a sauce and another rub. So we, we're doing that as a business and we're going to get into the catering part of it. And then we just do the competitions also with us as rum runners. And then we do like the major stuff with the shed. And then our son, he also competes as well. So now so, it's a family thing. Just love cooking. And, you know, it, it's, it's so funny because it, it's kind of has ruined us. You know, you can't go out to eat and enjoy <laughs> something else because you're like, oh, this kind of sucks, you know? Yeah, a little I can do a way better job. <laughs> and I'm paying how much for this when I could make it so much better? It's become a passion for us, you know? And, and there's so many other things that from doing this that we want to get into and, and we see a need for and we're like, okay, we need to do this, this, and this. So we have we have a big, huge future list that, that Rum Runners is going to do yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah, definitely. No, that's great. I, I'm always so impressed when talking to the different teams and how they manage both the full-time jobs and the competing and everything. It's a lot to juggle. How many competitions are you guys doing per year right now? Is it like every other weekend? Or are you trying once a month? Probably with us, we're like eight weekends a year. And then they're kind of hit or miss depending on if we get all the team there. If we don't have enough people. I mean, we can. Amy and I can go handle one, but it's a lot of work. Yeah. So we like to have all our friends with us that are on the team kind of delegated it out like dishes and typically, <laughs> and typically like the summertime there's really not too many competitions that are being done so you kind of have like a barbecue season so to speak so you could go and have like three weekends in a row and then not have anything for like a month like right now i think it's like we've got like a two or three month break yeah so it's 
So we would go and do other things. Like I went out to, to Washington and did something out there, Washington state did something out there. And we've done like one of the Q festivals and, you know, you just do other things, but still that same barbecue family that oh, you're, yeah. you're dealing with. What other festivals are kind of on your circuit? Like what, what are your go-to festivals? A uh, pop is a big one. Mm -hmm. They usually draw a lot of teams. They usually, and they have a really good prize package too. So and it's in our backyard. It's, yeah. It's our hometown. Yeah. So pop is always on our radar. Kane city is usually a good one here in Florida. I know Apalachicola is a good one. I, Unfortunately, I never make that one because the shed event is always the same weekend. Oh, so yeah. I, I'm always at the shed. And then we, I mean, we'll travel up to Lawrenceville for Sip and Swine, mm -hmm. which they always have a good draw teams. Yeah. Some of these contests died off during COVID. Yeah. yeah. When you go to Georgia, are you playing G, or GBA or is that still FBA stuff? Like I, that? I, we did KCBS up there. Oh, KCBS. I That's would love to see GBA. That'd be fun. Yeah, that was the only one season one that we did that was not KCBS, and it was interesting to see because they only do the three meats and the pork loin is one of them. It's a whole it's different, a different vibe. Yeah, it's a whole different animal. Yeah, sure. yeah, it was fun to see. So, talk to me about right now. What kind of gear are you guys running? Like, what's your go-to gear? We have three cotton gin smokers, which are all drum smokers, mm -hmm. and then we carry one right tech with us, which is a pellet pellet grill. That's the four main grills we carry, and then we have the tribal fire grills that we cook our steaks on. We carry about five grills with us total. And are you doing any kind of special charcoal or any other, you know, necessities? We run uh, Royal Oak. We're sponsored by Royal Oak Charcoal. And then we do throw some wood chunks in there for flavor. So someone who's just starting out in the barbecue competition world, what would you say to invest in? I'd keep it simple, a pellet grill. But the drum smokers are super easy. They're lightweight. You can pick that up and throw it in the back of a truck easy and then strap it down and go cook somewhere. But I would say a pellet grill for the ease of it, like set it and forget it. But but the drum smokers give you a, a really good flavor on the meat. And, and you said you had a stick burner when you first started out. Did you just realize that, okay, that's a little much for a competition? It, or? It's just, it was too much to carry. Yeah, so, oh yeah, we've had some of the big like gravity feeds and stuff that weigh like 800 pounds. And like, no, we're not doing this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and then we tried to do the, the big green egg. Oh uh, yeah. Like, Oh, that is and they break so easy. Too fragile. Yeah. And they're heavy. Yeah. They're very heavy. I like asking people what their top tips are for different meats. So top tip for chicken. Chicken. Hmm. You want that bite your skin. That's and that's always been like the hardest thing to, to get. I mean, you can get the tenderness and everything, but that bite your skin's the hardest to get. We're still old school, so we'll scrape the skins. We'll take that fat off it and make it as thin as possible you guys do thighs mostly yes mm -hmm. yeah i've played around with legs here at the house but i haven't, I haven't had the guts to go to any golf yet <laughs> it feels to me like the chicken is one of those things not that forgiving kind of hard to get that category really kicking for you really working if you pick over 160 165 like in that window right there because it all meat will still carry up so like i try to pull like 162 ish you know and 160 162 and just let it carry if you, if you miss it, you've got to go on up to 200, you know, 205, because then right. it, it brings everything back. I don't know why. I don't know what the science is behind it, but it does. So with, with the thighs, but yeah, if you miss it, there's a small window on it. It's not like pork, you yeah. know, where you can, you got a nice little window to work with. Top tip ribs. I mean, I would say definitely we hang ours and then uh, just your wrap getting that color and then wrapping them 
because so there's this thing that I, I have is that so we we have our, our ribs, we wrap them and you know, got everything in them. And then when we take the ribs off, we pour all that juice into a, a separate pan. I have to taste it at that point. I have to taste the, all the juice. And if I like it, then they they get all upset and they're like, oh no, she likes it. We're we're gonna yeah, do we're horrible. Done. We're yeah. done. And it's usually true. But if, but I, if she hates it, we yeah. we're walking the stage every single time. So, so it's become <laughs> like almost superstitious thing that like I have to taste the rib so everybody can go, okay, you know, and settle back down and, and get back into the groove of things. But definitely wrapping your ribs. I, yeah, you put all that goodness in it and it just, just melts into the meat, you yeah. know, and just gets on there. I want to hear a little more about this tasting of the rib juice. Like, was it over time they realized that when you didn't like it, it worked? And we started figuring out the pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, this is so good. Because, like, to me, I just a combination of everything, you know, the butter and, and, and the, the apple juice the sweetness, and the sweetness. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this tastes so good. Yeah, and then we get to awards. We're all, especially in the beginning, we're all, like, so excited. Yeah. We're getting there. We're going to walk in the ribs. And they were good. They were cooked perfect. No walk. Yeah. And then next contest, well, I don't like this at all. And then, yeah. then all of a sudden we're like, pop, pop. <laughs> so it, it didn't take him too long to figure it out. Now it's, it's just like, okay, he's got to taste, where's Amy at? Where's Amy at? You know, she's got to taste this. So now it's become a thing we have to do. All right. Top tip, pork butt. Pork has kind of, over the last few years, has kind of been a little bit of a nemesis with us too. It, it, it would be. It would get, go through spurts of hitting, and then all of a sudden it would just die off, and then hit again. So we finally and you never said, changed anything. You didn't change anything. Yeah, well, we would start tweaking at that point, trying to figure it out. But it's it's kind of like ribs, man, with that with that sweetness and the butter melting on it and everything. Just during a wrap, just getting all the flavors soak in. I mean, that's the biggest trick I think in barbecue as far as like competition is getting all that your cook has to be perfect anyway especially to compete with a lot of these guys out here yeah you're kind of losing by decimal points especially in the top 10 so the cook is one thing but just that flavor you want the judges to love it you know yeah they got a happy bite they're going to give you a happy score too all right top tip brisket i know Mm. this is your nemesis oh yeah this is so true man it still is you know, we, we're actually changing up again <laughs> because we didn't score well in the last yeah. one. So we're changing up and going back. Actually, we're going, we're pulling our book out from 2017 and going back with an old recipe <laughs> and working backwards. A friend of ours did that and he went back to like 2015 or 2016 with his recipes and he started hitting like crazy again. Wow, so it's a, cycl- a cyclical thing. Yeah, so we're going to go back to our very first recipe we started with, and we're going to roll with it. But that cook has to be spot on. You can lose brisket just by uh, shooting over a little bit. And then it's it's dry. And, it's not a lot of forgiveness. Yeah, there's no, not really much in that either. So, What's top tips in ancillaries? I know we did steak with you guys, but do you guys okay. typically do ancillaries? <laughs> with ancillaries, you kind of think outside of that box. Like, perfect example, the shed. They have their competition, and the big, huge thing is the Bloody Marys. And this is that you think of a Bloody Mary, you think, okay, you know, have some, you know, bacon and celery and olives. That no, 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 no. We're talking like works of art. We did a pirate ship. Yeah, we we did a pirate ship with with an octopus. Grilled octopus going over the top of it like a kraken, and then we had 
we had islands on each side and then we did like that uh resin yeah that resin for water yeah. it was painted blue and everything yeah so it gets crazy it's all that thing that was like this big and, and it all you know the jars only like yeah. this big so so the bar is set so high. So you kind of look at like your past competitions and really see how high the bar was set and go, okay, where do I need to be in, in this? But you know, creativity is a lot. And of she things. makes everything look pretty and when we box and stuff like that. So that's that's kind of her 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 gig right there. I'm a good decorator. <laughs> good day. Hey, that's that comes in handy. Uh, especially yeah, yeah. we were just at Memphis in May as well, and the decorating is ninety percent of it. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. When you think about it, I mean, you eat with your eyes first. Yeah. If you have a, a pile of dog food, you're like, eh. But if you have a pile of dog food and it's got flowers and all this stuff, you're going to be like, <laughs> oh, if I had to be one of them, I'm going to go with the one that looks look prettier. Pretty. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, you dress something up and it looks a lot better. So, you guys have been in this game for a while. What would you say has changed the most in barbecue competition over the years? Judges change mm -hmm. quite often. You know, flavor profiles, you have to tweak them all the time. I mean, not all the time. I mean, you can run like five or six comps, and then if you, once you stop hitting, you got to start tweaking from there. I think I think judges change a lot. You know, like we were talking about through COVID and all that. So that's that's been hard seeing a lot of the good ones that used we used to go to all the time mm -hmm. not be there anymore. Yeah, yeah, it, it's an always evolving sport. It is. And you're always trying to you know ha see how you can you can better things. What would be one thing that you wish someone had told you before you were starting out doing barbecue competitions? Is there any advice you would give your former self? Get, get money. Yeah. Get money. Yeah. How, how <laughs> Look for money first before you do everything else. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it, it's costly to go to a lot of them now, you yeah. know, especially when we do travel to Atlanta, you know, fuel alone and then hotels and it, it's expensive. Yeah. yeah. So. Cause it, it, and you just don't realize you're like, oh, you're like, oh, I'm just gonna go cook. It's not that. It's not that uh, big a deal. It's just been. But then it's you know, it's all the things that go with it. And especially mm -hmm. when you actually get into doing like the ancillaries, it's you don't realize that okay, I've just paid a hundred dollars, you know, to enter this or or however much it is. But I just spent five hundred dollars on trying to make this amazing. And you're like, oh, we started okay, with a know? landscape trailer, a canopy, yeah. and table, and a couple grills. And now we we have a trailer you know a cook trailer and and now we want bigger so we want to go up to like a 28 footer now and we don't want to yeah. have to take the pits off we'd rather just cook right on the trailer so yeah it's always changing that way too that's yeah. that's the big thing is like you're always wanting to spend more money on oh yeah because, com bigger, better because stuff. comfort becomes a part of it because mm -hmm. then you realize when you've got that canopy and just the chair and the grill you're like this kind of sucks we love our ac we're, now we're, we're, we're out the heat and you know, there's like, there's no, you know, and if it rains, you're stuck in the rain. You're like, okay, this sucks. So now you're like, oh, hey, I've got the the trailer, I've got the AC. Quick, shut the door, you know, you let the AC out. And you know, you put a bunk in there. You're like, hey, I can take a nap. So then you get a little spoiled, and now you're like, mm, okay, well, I need better. You know, I need I need a bathroom in here. You know, I need a shower. So it, yeah, that is, it's it's if you're gonna do it, and and it's not gonna be just a you know once a month kind of thing. Get somebody to sponsor you yep. and, and provide you with some money or, or have a lot of money set aside. Yeah, no, that's everyone says the same thing. And just being out there, you see the range of gear and setups that people have. Mm -hmm. And I could see coming in new, it can be intimidating because some people have oh, yeah. some really crazy rigs oh, out there. Oh, yeah. But no, that's great. So tell me, what do you guys have coming up? You got a rub out. Tell 
me a little bit more about that. How can we find this stuff? You know, you have a website, social. Give me all your goods. What's going on? We have a website. It's uh, rumrunnersbbq.com. And you can go online and order from there. We are in some retailers across the country, mostly like the barbecue boutique shops, you know, that sell nothing but barbecue stuff. And it's our it's yeah. our rub called Captain's Choice. And it's a, just a good all-purpose rub. And we do have a sauce that's in the works right now. It's Actually, a, two, two sauces. Yeah, two sauces. And we're just kind of tweak it a little and make sure that it, it's it's perfect. Um, and so we have that coming down the pipe. And one also. more rub. And all we got to do is run another test batch on that. And mm-hmm. we like it. Is your testing process taking them to competition? You want to get a couple wins on each of them? We, or we use that- it that way. But mainly, I mean, it's nice to like sell to the to the comp world, but we want to sell to the public. So if it tastes super good on pork chops, that's, you know, that's what we want to sell for, you know. But we do kind of like with Captain's Choice. That know, one's on three of our meats yeah. in competition all the time. But in our state. But the so. first thing we did was we tested it on uh, on a bag of steamed vegetables. And we were like, this is like amazing. So it's good on that. And <laughs> so now it's become, um, we find, you know, people will say, oh, I tried it on this. And I literally have tried it on just about everything. We actually have somebody that's going to make cookies with it. So that's, that's the next thing that we're like, hmm, we really want to get some, you know, some input on this because the, our rub, it has Caribbean yeah. flair to it. So I'm like, cookies with this would be very interesting. So I'm very curious about that. And for the Captain's Choice, we are number two in the country from 2021 Rubs of, Rubs of, Honor. of Honor for uh, seafood and beef. But then we are on Instagram and Facebook, Facebook. Rum Runners. TikTok, everything. Yeah, Yeah, all under Rum Runners. A little bit more about, you know, where the goal is. Is it to get this going full time? Oh, yeah. I have a manual labor job, like a physical job. (laughs) So I'm like, yeah, no, I don't want to do this no more. It's hot down here in Florida. (laughs) And I have a corporate sit at a desk kind of job. So for me, I'm like, you know, you're just kind of itching to get outside and start cooking and stuff. So the weekends definitely takes up a lot of time, you know, trying to figure out what we want to cook. And then, you know, and, and then we live in but, Florida. You know, so, so we haven't even, like, we probably haven't cooked outside in like a month. Yeah. Because it's like already 100 degrees. Yeah. I need winter to come back quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, great talking to you guys. I'm so excited for you to see the show. July 17th will be the Jimmy Jam episode on Food Network. I'm excited for you guys to see it. You know, it's always great to meet everybody and see you guys out there. And, and I know we've run into each other a couple times now. Uh, oh, yeah. on the road but good luck to you on everything else you're doing and keep us posted on all good things with rum runners thank yes. you thank you thank we're you excited so to see you can't wait barbecue three two one barbecue three two one thank you for listening to barbecue three two one pitmaster interviews if you like what you heard and want to hear more subscribe to the podcast or check out bbq321.com. Also be sure to check out Barbecue USA airing Mondays at 10 p.m. on Food Network and streamable on Max.